you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. This is Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends, to the giant family, the Chris Voss Show family podcast that loves you but doesn't judge you, at least not as harshly as the rest of your family, because, you know, they've seen you. They know you. But uh, we don't, so we still love you. <laughs> anyway, guys, as always, uh, refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, youtube.com, Fortress Chris Foss, linkedin.com, Fortress Chris Foss. Follow what we're doing over on TikTok. We've got an AI cutting up all the shows now, which is pretty cool, and it formats them in all the TikTokity. Is TikTokity a word? I just made it up. Uh, we'll be talking about branding today, so that might be some branding thing we can discuss. Uh, so go check it over there. It's Chris. It's TikTok at Chris Voss One and the Chris Voss Show podcast. Um, as always, we have the most brilliant minds on the show, and none of them are me. <laughs> That's why we have guests. See what I did there? Uh, there you go. We have an amazing gentleman on the show, and uh, he has done uh, incredible stuff with the work he's done in building brands, talking about stuff. Uh, Hirsch. Rapoon is on the show with us today, and he's going to be talking to us, his uh, agency, uh, how he works uh, in uh, selling the truth, building brands, uh, PR, creative, brand strategy, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And we'll get into some of the deets from him on how he does it. And he, he's very multifaceted. In fact, he's a stand-up comedian, too, on the side. So this should be very fun. Uh, he has led teams in PR, creative brand agency, global partner, and franchisee relations, and now helps emerging businesses find their next figure brand voice. His mantra is sell the truth with humor and humanity, uh, which is very different than I think what politicians do. So there you go. Good for that. Uh, a veteran copywriter uh, and creative director, he is the founder of Human Eyes, a personal Interference uh, interface for reviewing, editing, and elevating AI-generated output. <laughs> we could do some of that on our TikTok. Uh, having played stand-up gigs across the country, uh, he did the Comedy Store, Comic Strip, Funny Bone, The Ice House. You may have heard of those if you're a comedy fan like I am. Uh, he brings the stage presence uh, to keynote talks and hosts two interview shows ranked in the top 2% of Apple podcast globally uh so welcome to the show how are you hirsch i'm fantastic chris thank you it's good to be with you uh you know i'm i feel great that i sat through the introduction you know like i don't want anyone i'm not used to hearing about myself that much but uh but it's great it's very <laughs> flattering it's great to be here and i can i can probably help you with all these all these uh tiktok issues and the ai and all that stuff it's it's fun stuff it's crazy, all the AI stuff. We'll get into some AI conversation, yeah. too, as well. Give us your dot-coms. Where do you want people to find you on the interwebs? Uh, let's get the plugs all in. Thank you. They can go to uh, getmessagetherapy.com. Uh, they can go to Hirsch Repoon, H-E-R-S-H-R-E-P-H-U-N, 
com and they can find Yes Brand there and they can find my podcasts and uh, and they can go to uh, brandvoicerunway.com forward slash review and then they can see my brand new show Brand Voice Runway and get a load of that um, which is all about trying to get brands to that next figure like we talked about. Right. There you go. And then you got a book that's coming out, I think, next year, maybe? Yes, you heard right. Uh, Selling the Truth is coming out uh, probably early next year. Maybe we'll get we'll squeak by with a late fall holiday release. But uh, but it's a real important book to me. Um, it kind of I call it a semoir like a semi-memoir and it, oh, okay. it's, it's my it's my adventures in in advertising and comedy and life and how they can help you uh strengthen your own message and not make a lot of crappy mistakes there you go so give us a thirty thousand overview of what you do and how you do it uh you've got the yes brand you've got your your you're a voice expert for brands uh tell us kind of how you help clients and and uh, give us kind of that overview summation if you would yeah, I think I think that the 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 core, the essence of what I do, whether it was in stand up or whether it's in what I do now, most of the time, is that I just have a good ear for people's voice and their heart and who they really are at their core. And what I do in my method of how I how I work with clients is that I listen to them and I come back to them with the most shining possible way they could ever talk about themselves. Mm -hmm. And still be completely honest, completely in their character, um, but without the hangups and the and the BS and the kind of self-guessing and all that other crap that holds a lot of us up. There you go. There you go. And there's a lot of crap that holds us up. Yeah. And I like the uh, analogy of brand voice. What is brand? What is a brand voice, and why is it important? Brand voice is attitude. You know, like. You'll see sometimes uh, a brand, you know, what happens when brands get away from themselves is they start to uh, do, you know, you have some intern or somebody working on Twitter and then they're posting stuff on behalf of the brand. That's not the brand's voice. That's yeah. this Dinglehead's voice that's going out there. But what, but what brand voice really is, is that deep down you have a core value. You have a reason you started a, a brand or something you really stand for. Mm -hmm. It's not a tagline because a tagline is very finite tagline is just is just a line just do it is great but that's not really going to cover you on a lot of issues nike as an example has to take a stand you know on certain issues and certain things love them or hate them whatever it is it's where do you where do you hold yourself in the big picture there you go uh and and it does, why, why is it important like how does it make a difference to consumers and people that uh, see your brand makes a real difference because these days, especially people don't know what truth is. Mm. We live in what a lot of people refer to as a post-truth world. Mm. And uh, I talk about this a lot in my book. You know, when the line is moving all over the place, we don't know who to trust. The biggest thing that a brand has to establish before they can really sell to, uh, to their audience is trust. Yeah. And if you want, if you want your audience to know, like, and trust you, you have to build that with them and you do that through consistency but you also do it through having a point of view if you're just vanilla brand and you have no point of view about anything people are like well i don't know what they i don't know what they stand for mm -hmm. you know now does uh does uh, toilet paper have to stand for something well you know it's a little easier with toilet paper maybe maybe be soft 
and uh-huh. uh, you know, don't tear up somebody's rear end. But <laughs> other than that, you probably, you know, okay, be affordable. But but there are other brands, you know, that get more complex. And in order to differentiate yourself, you got to sometimes take that stand so you stand out. There you go. So uh, you work with clients on helping them uh, do their PR, creative brand agency. How, how did you give us your origin story a little bit of it? How did you get down this road of, of being and handling, uh, you know, marketing and PR, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, it's, yeah, as you know, Chris, you know, a lot of people end up doing something they never thought they would do. When I was a kid, I was interested in comedy. I was interested in theater. I was interested in uh, writing. I was a screenwriter for a while. I wrote some kind of beach movies and a space movie with uh, Bruce Campbell oh. and like some some other some other stuff. And while I was doing that, you know, I had to think about a, a career that maybe would work a little faster. I was going to School of Visual Arts in New mm-hmm. York. It's a wonderful arts school. And I was studying film and screenwriting. And the chairman told me to take a class in advertising. And I didn't end up being a creative in advertising like a copywriter at that time. Mm -hmm. I ended up repping directors of TV commercials, which is like being an agent. But what what it opened up in me was, you know, I started writing their bios and I'm writing press releases and I'm becoming a publicist for commercial directors, which was something that that there didn't even exist. Mm -hmm. And that's how my journey in in PR and in creative and copywriting and brand voice ultimately really, really took off. There you go. Uh, so, uh, who are your, who are your, uh, you know, potential clients that are working uh, with you and, and, uh, is there a certain fit or format of a type of client that you, uh, you usually work with? I think now, um, I'm working with a lot of entrepreneurs, founders, now, their company could be a, a seven, eight figure company. And I have worked with, you know, with brands that were that were really, really big, but I wasn't my I wasn't alone. I was I had an agency, I had a team, I had scaled everything back to work more one on one. And so the category doesn't really matter. Like it could be SaaS, you know, software as a service, online, you know, service provider, coaches. So a lot of people that have a really personal brand that somehow branding is is personal to them and they're contained enough that the impact I can have is pretty pretty powerful mm-hmm. uh, and so I work most closely with I call them entrepreneurs or or uh, uh, consultants you know I mm-hmm. work a lot with consultants the big brands I do get approached by I did some work with Nike last year uh, or earlier this year um, you know, I, I'm honored when that stuff does come through, but mm-hmm. I, uh, but I, with that, with those people, it's more consulting or very specific project they need. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you find that most people are struggling with, uh, these days that, that come to you? What's, what's a, what's a, uh, some popular things or a popular thing that you, you've really helped people overcome and resolve? Um, there's, there's some personal things that are like, you know, confidence and, and belief in your uh, brand in what you stand for. And I think fundamentally, when people approach me, the surface part is, I'm lost in a sea of sameness, 
-hmm. every all everything on the web sounds like bs <laughs> my website is like the usual stuff like mm -hmm. we are a blank and we do this and we innovate that and it's and it doesn't mean anything and so that's why i call it message therapy someone said to me oh message therapy sounds negative and i was like no it's it's not negative there should be no stigma on therapy believe me but message therapy is just you and i talking about who you are and what you are passionate about and then i just am able to say back to you this is the way that you could really build trust with your audience. There you go. Uh, now, we mentioned AI, and you have something called human eyes. Human eyes. Human eyes. <laughs> You're like human eyes, yeah. There you go. And uh, so uh, what are you seeing on the forefront of the frontier, or what are you seeing currently? I mean, it seems like, you know, whatever whatever we saw today or talk about tomorrow's the frontier, right? It's just, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, you mean here. yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday, yesterday you when it became, when we, you and I were both uh, replaced by, yeah. by bots. Um, yeah. No, I think, I think people are very up in arms about, uh, about AI, you know, and, and the, where I land on it is that the people who are best positioned to take advantage of it are writers, mm -hmm. are creators. Because we understand storytelling, so we look at what AI is able to do, which is, you know, very astounding, very exciting, and very shiny, but honestly limited to whatever exists out there that they're pulling from. And we can look at it and go, okay, now here's where we put the, the empathy. Here's where, the, you know, one thing AI can't do is strategize. Yeah. AI doesn't, doesn't pick and choose, and it'll... Mm -hmm. You know, so while those kinks are being worked out, I think we should focus on not the battle between human and technology, like they're sentient or they're really trying to kill us, but focus on the, the no, but focus on the fact that they're a tool that humans created to help themselves. Yeah. And let's look at it that way. Try a little positronics and see if you can take what is threatening and see if it can be your your friend. And don't overblow its importance either. Yeah, that's true. It, it's uh, it's really great. I mean, we're using AI, like I said, right now to cut up yeah. the shows. You know, it, we none of our shows are made for uh, TikTok, and there is a format to the show. Although people might be like, "Why does Chris have this stupid format on video?" But it actually picks up. But when we do the final version, if there if uh, someone has a book, you know, the book goes in the middle. They they pick up the two images of both myself and the guest. And then the show is in the background for the Chris Voss show. So when people Google it on the thing, they're going to see, oh, hey, hey, this is Chris Voss podcast over here. Let's go listen to that crap. And uh, so it uh, mixes it with the book. It shows up and all this stuff. And so it's it's really great what we do. But the landscape version of it does not transport to TikTok. It's been awful. And yeah. so having an AI now that uh, we have that cuts up the shows, it actually does this thing where it goes through and scores like the cuts of the, the, the mix. And um, we're still kind of testing it. So I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to give it a plug. I'll tell you off camera what it is, but uh, I, I can disclose it. It's just, we're, you know, we're just, we're just uh, testing it. So if you hate it later, remind me, of, <laughs> it's called Opus clip uh, at opus.pro. Um, and it seems to be working pretty good. It's still a little new and it's got some bugginess to it. But uh, and they but they've been great at working with us to fix it. But it literally formats the show from on this landscape format that we're on right now to this 
top down thing and then it's it does the wording that i think is so annoying uh the the texting the cc texting oh yeah caption okay. stuff and then you can do put logos and different things on it but it, it's so easy to work with um a dummy could do it which is why i like it oh good <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say oh i should start i should start using now one of the other things you do is you do original copy direct response ascension campaigns uh, how how do you uh, deal with that? Handle it and get the audience to engage, entertain, and activate with your service. Yeah, thanks, Chris. I have I have a, I'm always trying to develop new ways of my clients communicating with their audience. And what mm -hmm. I realized a while ago was that you know having worked in advertising a long time, paid media, you know, has a certain ROI, has a certain return. But the thing is, uh, with email campaigns. If you've built an email list and it's an opt-in list and people are come are subscribed to your list, they're they're warm, but you still have to activate and engage them. You can't just send them stuff, you know, newsletter after newsletter and just hope that they're opening or even if you have a halfway decent open rate, you know, so I so I started playing around with my own newsletters and with a couple of friends companies and their offers and it was doing really well by doing what I what I talked about before writing in their voice and mm -hmm. and not every day not their everyday communications although I have trainings where I'm now training companies how to use their voice for their everyday offerings mm -hmm. but saying okay you're doing an event in Orlando in November let's do a 5 day campaign I will structure it for you if you're a bigger company and you're doing like my premium service or whatever I'll hire a writer to work for you that will be your writer maybe year round every time you need something and they'll do the writing but i will orchestrate and creative direct the campaign and the idea being we're packing a wallop so that your audience will be like boom they'll be like what <laughs> they'll be snapped out of their slumber because mm -hmm. i don't know if you get a lot of newsletters uh sometimes you just save them you just open them when you can yeah. You know, you open it when it, when it's convenient, but here it, it's, it's clever enough and it's grabby enough and in your voice enough that the people stop and go, Ooh, wait a minute. Okay. I got to check this out. Let's see. They're finally talking about something I'm interested in. Usually, like I mentioned, consultants and coaches and, and, uh, service providers, it's a meeting that you want. It's not a, it's not just a, you know, a 1999, you know, dollar cable or something. It's, mm -hmm. You know, it's it's there. It, there's a process. There's a meeting. There's there's a sale to be made that's of a significant uh, uh, price. Mm -hmm. You know, um, let's say over over a couple of thousand dollars or something. Um, could be a subscription that ultimately ends up something rather you know something rather sophisticated. But that's the that's the notion. There you go. Uh, one of your uh, your mantra is uh, sell the truth with humor and humanity. Why does that work better than just selling lies and uh, hate and uh, <laughs> and kill them all? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think that selling the 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 truth and going with positivity, and that's why I add humor and humanity. You can say the truth is I hate your guts. I'm going to sell that, but. But the, the idea of finding our own truth, like we talked a little bit about how the truth is kind of murky, it's hard to find, it's, you know, all that. So if, 
if we could figure out what we really believe in, what we really love and like and feel good about and what makes us feel good and the work that we're doing that makes us feel good, and then just focus on turning that into the message rather than getting uh, drawn, distracted and drawn away by negative feelings and, and bad stuff. You know, people don't, uh, people don't even often try to verify bad news because they're so sure that it's probably true. And it's like, why put that, just go with what was really good that you're really feeling. What are you really feeling that's good? And how do you feel about yourself? And maybe the news that you think is so terrible about you isn't even really terrible about you, which goes back to that therapy idea. And, 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 and that can just, I think, make us better at talking about ourselves. And, Definitely. you know, and I know it's not easy. I know that, you know, from my trainings that I do, I know it's not easy for people to learn how to talk about themselves, but I think it, I think it's important. There you go. And, 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 uh, you know, telling the truth builds brand reputation. It builds trust. You know, I mean, you know, we've seen lots of examples in the world today where uh, a brand can, you know, do all sorts of things, say all sorts of things. And then if they get busted lying, uh, yeah, and they're embarrassed, especially in like social media. Um, why is humor important? Uh, you know, we, we call what we do on the show infotainment. So we yeah. present a lot of positive and, uh, uh, cerebral stuff or what we think is cerebral um you know we have some authors on that talk about some you know their professors and science and and really high-minded stuff as opposed to you know what i talk about is like <laughs> welcome to the show <laughs> uh there you go uh and so uh you know but what i've learned is that if you sell it with comedy if you sell it with fun if you make it fun to learn it makes all the difference and energy of course is a huge factor as well we were talking on a prior show recently about how you know some of the great teachers that you probably liked in high school were the ones who made learning and education fun and uh, it makes all the difference so um is, is humor really that important and and then of course is there kind of a downside i mean there's some there's some brands we've seen try and be funny on uh social media and it backfires yeah yeah there there's there's humor is a great equalizer so mm -hmm. the, the constant is that it diffuses tension. Mm. You know, I called my first podcast is called Truth Tastes Funny. It's a personal development uh, podcast. That's another one they can go to, truthtastesfunny.com. But Truth Tastes Funny, I started uh, about a year and a half ago to, to talk to people who have made it through hard times and crazy and chaotic and hard to believe stories and still came out on the other side with some positivity. And, and I think that humor helps us digest the truth. It does taste funny. It is weird. Mm -hmm. Tell us something that it's like, and the, so the self-effacing kind of, I'm not going to take everything so seriously is our way of little by little digesting those things that are not so easy to swallow, but are necessary for us to really deal with life and move forward. So there you go. You know, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the, the purpose of it, I think. And you said, is there a downside? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it can backfire, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There are brands, there are brands who quite, you know, frankly are tone deaf. And I think what, what that, where that happens is that they didn't, they, they literally didn't listen. 
You know, it's not because they're not the people they're speaking to or the audience that they're trying to to reach. Usually that's what it is. They're trying to cross over to some audience they're not familiar with. But the fact is, if they would listen and if the humor were focused on, hey, you know, what do we know? You know, like be yourself. That's where a brand voice, a brand might come to me and say, hey, we did this thing. It backfired. Why did it backfire? And I would give them an analysis of why, why the perception of them before they did this made this a bad idea. You often wonder why, why do they, why did they not ask anyone? It would seem like they didn't ask anybody, you know? Yeah. You're, you're just like, is who's running your, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, you, you see, you know, there, there's a lot of brands that step into things. Uh, you, you can see the Bud Light thing recently. Yes. Yeah into and and uh it's interesting me the blowback on it um and how bad it's really hurt the brand and there's been some executives that got caught on video that were saying stuff that didn't seem like they really appreciated the uh consumers that they had and the consumer loyalty that they had and uh i think that really played into it i mean seeing uh, uh, the i think the one or two people that were part of the marketing team on it talk very disparagingly against the against the people who are buying the the beer uh i think it was i think to me that was the bigger the gaff than anything right. just not respecting their um their their consumers and uh so it's it's interesting there's there's foot there there's uh uh things that you can get into that are that are uh can get you in trouble uh so tell us uh what have we covered or touched on about who you are what you do and how you do it well chris you 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 have done a really really good job um mm -hmm. and it's uh it's a pleasure to sit here with you and kind of uh and have you work your magic um uh i think that what have we what have we not covered we covered um, ai we, we covered, covered ai we covered brand comedy. voice consulting and stuff how, how do pe how can people on board with you um and get to know you better i know you have a mastermind you've got a mini course i don't know if you want to plug away at that, that stuff yeah and 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 in a way, this is kind of a long lead because when the book comes out, there'll be an online course and there'll mm. be a, I think if they follow, um, if they, if they go to, oh, this is, this is really the best way. Go to sellingthetruthbook.com, mm -hmm. sign up for the newsletter, and then you will get updates on the courses, on the books, on the, on when things are coming out what new uh, related episodes of my podcasts are dropping. So everything selling the truth and the newsletter is called selling the truth today. And it's, it's going to be the best place to stay posted. And one of the things that, uh, that we didn't talk about is that I really am trying to have what I do be about more than just branding hmm. and more than just solving a branding problem. Mm -hmm. because all branding is personal and we're all dealing with who we are, how we represent and all of that stuff. And I think if we can make some of these methods extend beyond, uh, you know, the business bottom line and go into like what I call a happiness formula and kind of just make us happier about what we do, what we sell and what we say, um, then I think it will have really had the impact I'm going for. So I, you know, I have people who listen to the shows that had, you know, are, 
you know, they're medical professionals or they, uh, they're longtime employees of a, of a company and they don't own their own, own company, but they love the sentiments and the kind of uh, life lessons and stuff that are, that are in the shows. So the book will have a lot of that too. That'll be good. We'll be excited to see that. Uh, what, do being a comedy, doing comedy, how many years did you do comedy, Santa? <laughs> Um, I did it, you know, I did it when I was in New York and I was in my early twenties. I did it for a few years and then in my forties. So like about 10 years ago, I went in LA, I was living in LA and I went back into the whole stand-up world and the stand-up scene with a few friends of mine. And really for the next six or seven years, I did a lot of stand-up. So mm -hmm. if you, it, and really, really, you know, that was where I really committed I think, you know, so if you say eight years, but I've been around it, you know, and I've had friends who are comedians my whole adult life, um, I'm definitely, you know, uh, on the familiar side. There you go. Uh, and it, it, how does that help you write comedy? I imagine, you know, having the chops to write lines, you know, uh, in, in kind of short form to be able to get people, you know, to laugh, to get through to people, get your message across. How have you uh, found that has transposed in helping you write good copy for your clients? I love the idea of putting together the words and the ideas, you know, stand up is written in a very, I mean, a lot of people write, write stand up different ways. Mm -hmm. You know, some Bill Burr, for example, will go on the stage and talk and the stuff will come out. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, and we'll then go back and hone it and it'll evolve on the stage. Some people will think of stuff in their car and write it down. And, you know, a lot of us use set lists where we just use one or two words, but the way that it connects with advertising is, when you tell a story, no matter how you came up with it, whether it's a 15-minute bit or a 30-second commercial, there's a beginning, middle, and end. Mm -hmm. And you have figured out that the end is going to surprise people. Right. Oh, wow. That's that's the comp. It's you know, we're we're drawing out the tension. Something's happening, something's happening, something's happening. Then the joke comes and the punchline comes, and now we're relieved and we've you know, we've, uh, we've got it. Now we got to pay go. off. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I noticed on your, uh, one podcast, you're going to be talking to seven figure plus people. Uh, that sounds pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. There you go. That's very cool. There's, uh, there's, you know, an interesting thing that happens when you, when you talk to people who are either, you know, making millions of dollars or they preside over companies that are doing tens and 20 and 30 or hundred million dollars is what happened to me in my, in my business life, you know, before the shows where I would sit in some of those rooms and I was clearly not that person. I wasn't with them because I also had a million dollars or I also was a player. I was a, kind of a support person. Like I was trying to help with their image, solve their problem. I was a different person, mm -hmm. you know, but all that stuff goes away. All that stuff comes down when you're on uh, kind of a balanced playing field. And I think mm -hmm. as a host, and you can attest to this as a host, this is your domain. This is your, this is your uh, turf, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, and I think when people come onto my show, no matter how successful they are, if they're on my show, even if they're a great get, you know, they're they're here because we're we're both helping each other. Yeah. We're helping each other. 
So I'm doing something for them and they're doing something for me. And I think that creates a really nice vibe. There you go. Well, anything more we need to touch on or tease out before we go? I think we have really done a great job. I think uh, <laughs> I think we should be proud of ourselves. I think uh, I think it's a lot, but I think the uh, the selling the truth book was a good one. I'm glad I remembered that mm -hmm. selling the truth book uh, dot com because I think uh, that's why I made this new newsletter to consolidate. I got to go write it now after we're done because I because I because I got to get it out early this week. Comes out on Fridays. There you go. So I got to get it done. I'm going away for a couple of days, so I got to get I got to get it done. But I, uh, but I think that that's you know one of the great places that people can sign up and uh, and get the newsletter. But the other links are good too. And uh, and I really appreciate being here, Chris, with you. I've listened to your show a lot. I really enjoy it, and uh, and it's it's a privilege. Thank you, thank you. I I appreciate the compliments. Thank you very much. We I I we try and every every show do the best we can. Uh, some it's a journey and uh i think i think no matter how good it would ever get if it ever did get good <laughs> uh that you know it's it's we always want it to be better right? and so we always want to keep making it better so we'll keep trying or uh, people seem to like it so far we'll try and make it even better um thank you very much hirsch for coming on the show we really appreciate it. give us your.com so people can find you on the interwebs please yeah so again selling the truth book.com and get message therapy.com there you go and thanks once again Hirsch, for coming on the show it's been fun to have you and very insightful thank you chris there you go and thanks so much for tuning in go to goodreads.com for chess chris voss linkedin.com for chess chris voss youtube.com for chess chris voss and go to tiktok at uh, chris voss one at tiktok and the chris voss show podcast thanks so much for tuning in be good to each other stay safe and we'll see you guys next time and that should have us out